Okay, folks, we are live. This is Kenny Jang with our new, I feel like it's almost like Prince. It's a to-be-named podcast. This, for the time being, it's called the Church Online Podcast. Might change in the future. This is how things work on the interwebs. We have built a MVP and in the entrepreneurship world, that is um, code word for beta. And we're just going to see what happens. Um, we are... Um, out to uh, interview and actually visit with a bunch of digital, digerati, as they say at Life Church, uh, innovators, pioneers in the digital ministry front. And the first name that came to my mind when I want to interview someone in that space is my friend Tyler Tarver. How are you today, Tyler? Man, I'm doing great. I got no complaints. Um, I had pizza for lunch, so I'm feeling <laughs> pretty hyped. I feel like you, you, you already have a show, but you should have a reality show following you like a subscription 24 hours a day. You just, you would make people happy. I think every time I think of you, smile comes to my face. Thanks, um, man. You too. I love the energy that you have for digital ministry and you are dabbling in a lot of different corners of digital ministry. And that's one of the um, reasons why I want to bring you on board um, for this conversation. So, the project that we're trying to do, um, Jason and Jennifer and DJ and I are trying to explore and update the conversation that we had uh, five, six, seven years ago about what church online is today, because uh, technology has finally started to catch up with some of the things that uh, we as practitioners have wanted to dream about and do. And so we're actually now starting to be able to do the <laughs> intent of uh, bringing ministry online, right? Uh, we were talking the, in the other day, um, Jason and I were talking about how back seven years ago, not everyone has a cell phone, not everyone had video, not every, right? So you didn't even, you couldn't even assume any basics on your audience. And, um, but today everyone has a computer, everyone has tablets, everyone has a mobile phone, everyone's watching YouTube. In fact, I cut the cord this week with uh, Verizon Fios and going, a whole hog into it a little bit late, I guess, for my peers, but uh, signed up for YouTube TV, Hulu Live, and, and Netflix, right? You got the whole whole uh, shebang uh, to get rid of that $275 subscription. That's just wow. nuts. Congratulations. Um, but church and faith is the same thing, is now available to us um, through um, technology. Uh, before we begin this little chat, Tyler, tell us a little bit about, first of all, where are you located? And tell us a little bit about what you're doing with the church and then also your other, quotes, side gig, but uh, your enterprise, your your little empire there. Whatever. Little is the key word in that sentence. Uh, so my name's Tyler Tarver. I uh, I work for New Life Church out of uh, out of Arkansas. And my, my main role here is I'm, you know, I'm in a lot of meetings. Um, i I'm, you know, talk to a lot of people individually in groups, uh, discussing, you know, different things, marketing, social, but my main thing is education. That's kind of where I've always been. Um, I've, you know, started out teaching high school math, rolled into administration. I was a principal for a while, worked at central office, and then, uh, had the opportunity to come to new life church and lead the college they have here, NLC college. Hey, what's up? I'll let your boy come and come and roll today. And so I get to run that. And then I also get the opportunity to work with some great team members on some other stuff. Uh, one of the key things that I do that's, that's not, I say, you know, ministry is education. You know, pastors teach all the time. Teaching pastors, it's in their name. Uh, but I get to do is NLC Live. It is um, a, essentially it's 
we call it a, a church community right where you are. You know, everybody, like you said, now pretty much has a cell phone. This little guy, remote control to our lives. And so we put our content that is directed to the people on the other end of their cell phone. And so that's something that my, uh, my co-pilot on that magic carpet ride, Neil Greathouse, we are very passionate about. And we, we love, because it's, because it's not the, the tried and true traditional way of doing church, we have the opportunity of kind of trying things and moving and adjusting and molding it based on our analytics, based on where the community wants us to go, and based on what we can do, you know, in light of all the other, um, not opportunities, but job responsibilities we have. Yeah. Um, but it's been, it's been fun and we're moving into our summer phase and we've got some great ideas and trying to move this up and even build it greater than it is. And so that's where I am in the church world. So you are actively involved with the church online ministry there for the sake of our conversation, because um, it is not binary. There's not only one version of church online uh, people who um, haven't had any experience attending services or any church online ministries tend to group it all into one big behemoth bucket. Um, for the sake of our conversation, how do you define church online or what's the fullest expression of it from your point of view? Like if we didn't have the current tech limitations, what does, what defines church online? What, it, you know, where do you draw the line for DJ and I, we used to keep a running list and our definitions differed a little bit differently. But for me, it was, if you're just streaming and it's not interactive and if it's not live, for instance, then that's not church online. That's just broadcast. It's kind of like radio, right? Taking a sermon and copy pasting it onto radio. Um, for me, church online, you needed some sort of presence when two are gathered, um, not one. But for you, for you and your ministry, how do you guys define church online? That's, uh, that's a great question. We actually have stayed away from saying, you know, online church, because like you said, the stigma that comes with it. And one of the big distinctions that we have for what we're doing online is when you're a pastor and you're speaking to your congregation and you record it and post it online, like you said, you're just, you're posting a video. You might as well have taken a clip from the office and stuck it on YouTube. Like you're, <laughs> you're not talking to, or you're, and you're not even interacting. If people comment or, or respond in there, you're not, you're not, you're not talking to them. It's not a conversation. And so what we try to do is try to make it a conversation. And the person we're talking to, there may be, we've done a couple live episodes where there are people in the room, but we're always talking to the camera so that the person that we're talking to, whenever they're looking at it, I'll just drop my phone. When they're looking at it, we're talking to them. It's like uh, vloggers. Think of like vloggers. These people, especially young people, they feel like this vlogger is talking to them. Yeah. This is their friend. Just as much as I'm talking to you, that's what they feel like. This vlogger is talking to me. They inspire me. They, um, they're my, somebody that I feel like they're a family member almost. And they talk to a lot of times and listen to more than they listen to their actual family, family members. And it's because they're looking at them. Every pastor sermon you see, they're looking around the crowd. They're not staring at the camera, looking at me on the other side of the phone. And not only are we putting those videos out there where we're talking to them, we also, I mean, the community happens in the comments. That's what we always say. Like, that's where you're building that community. So anytime somebody talk, comments on our Facebook, our Instagram, our YouTube, we do our best to reply to that within this, like within a few hours. I think our response time is averaging anywhere from four to seven hours. And that's because sometimes Neil and I are on it as soon as it happens. And other times it's like later in the day, but we respond to everything and we try to have the conversation going. And it's not smiley face or smiley face. That's not a word. Smiley face, smiley face, smiley face. It's not thumbs up on it. 
like we talk to them we we try to have personality in it because whenever I'm like, can you imagine a real life conversation where you're like, Hey, what you said just then was really inspirational to me. And it meant a lot to me and it's something I'm going through in my life. And then you just went <laughs> and you yellow smiley face them. Like we you should do a whole day. It should be an emoji challenge day where that's all you do. That's to all you do. You just do like the dancer, like the red dress <laughs> dancer. Like every time somebody does something, that'd be great. <laughs> oh, that's good. That's good. Well, so that's one of the challenges I think people are having in ministry. And this is with social in general. Um, and you are a master of this. I think part of the discipline of being a YouTuber, um, I think, teaches you this. But um, as I think the magic phrase you said was, the community is in the comments. And a lot of people say even today, blogging is dead. No one is commenting. People are just lurkers. Even on social media, you know, how do you get people to comment that's one of the most common things um why what's the difference why do people who um have followings who have these tribes that are in fully engaged um why are they getting commenting why are they getting a community what's lacking in those people those ministries those people those brands those publishers that just don't have that type of community there uh, I, I mean, there's, there's a lot of factors, but I think one of the main ones is you want to say stuff when you think people are listening. And so if I'm a big company and I just make a video and look at this great video I made, if I go comment, like, who am I saying it to? You know what I mean? Like, look at anybody, you know, if you look at huge vloggers or big time Instagram influencers, they can't reply to every single one because, right. because it's just too many. But when they reply to a bunch of them, there's a chance they could reply to me. And if I can talk to, you know, somebody that it seems, and it has seemed, you know, up until a few years ago seemed inaccessible. Now I can reach out to them and they can reply. They can answer, like they can hear me or, or if it's around like a top, that's an individual. If it's around a topic, I'm jumping into a conversation with a room full of people that are also passionate about mm. that conversation. Like I love, like I love NBA basketball. If you go to, if they post something about, you know, James Harden isn't good enough to make it to the finals. If you jump, jump in the comments, look at like those top comments, not, they're not from Bleacher Report or whoever posted it. There's somebody that commented and then there's hundreds of replies that people are having a conversation about this topic. It's like you get to join a tribe based on this, like eating them. Basketball is not a niche. Is it niche or niche? I always say it wrong. I don't niche or niche. Jiff or gif. <laughs> exactly. There's no telling. Uh, peanut butter. I know which one it is. That's Jiff. <laughs> Um, but I, uh, I, I love it because it, it's, it's something you can narrow in on a, on a niche. It feels less pretentious, a niche, um, audience. And so it's like, you can find this narrow Avenue of people that have a like mind and have a conversation about it. Right. And I think, I, you know, people that say blogs are dead. I mean, like people still buy books. Reading is not dead. It's just video is easier. And then I think, you know, this too, I think we talked about it. Um, the next, like what, 10 years ago, blogs were it, man. Everybody had a blog. I had a blog, I had a daily blog. You build community, you're commenting. You have, I met some great friends through blogging, uh, like the Christian humor blogging sphere. And so, uh, but then when YouTube started on the rise and video was more accessible on our phones and online and it didn't tear up our data or anything like that, like then that's become the new thing. Now we're seeing a transition, I think, and I think you see this too, to audio. And the reason is, is because you can listen to stuff yes. and do something else. If you're doing video, 
your eyes, your ears, you're all in on that video. But I can listen to an eight-hour audiobook or audio podcast while I'm working in the yard, while I'm unloading boxes, while I'm yep. doing something else. So I think that it's, you know, the medium might change based on what my needs are as a consumer. But um, I think my interactions are always going to be based on that community, that topic, and the interaction. If I'm just shouting into a void as a comment, why would I comment? Like, <laughs> why would I send a reply tweet to somebody if I know they are never going to say anything back to me? Like, it's going to, that's going to, you're going to kind of choke the life out of that conversation. So I'm going to, I'm going to set you up. I think everyone, this is, it's almost like we're going through the motions. Um, everyone knows what the answer is. And the question is, as a YouTuber, I'm sure that you see opportunities for discipleship, for outreach and reaching those that don't know Jesus Christ that the church is not taking advantage of, or most churches are not taking advantage of. Um, is it too late for churches to hop onto YouTube and start a channel or some outreach ministry? Um, what's the answer to that? And then, and then, What's your advice as to how do you begin that? Oh, it's a great question. Um, I mean, obviously, like a lot of people make their YouTube channel, like essentially just like a, a library of their pastor's sermons. You know, um, we put them on there and then that's it. They just chunk them up there and like, all right, here you go. Uh, but if, if we really want to use it as an outreach platform, like most of the people are going to watch a video of, you know, our lead pastor on YouTube, they know who he is. They're searching for his name and they're going to find it. You know, you don't see a lot of like, if I'm, you know, if I'm not a believer, I'm not going to go on YouTube and go, uh, God's light of the world message. Like, I'm not going to go search that, you know, like it's, it's, it's just like somebody, you know, we used to go door to door and hand out tracks. Like, yes, somebody might share it with me, but if it seems like it's, it doesn't feel right to me or it's not, it doesn't feel comfortable. It doesn't feel like something I'm used to then I'm, I'm going to click off. I've got other options. I've got stuff that can engage me better. And so one of the things that Neil and I try to do was, yes, we're going to go to these spaces, but we're not going to go up and go, okay, here, I'm going to talk for 45 minutes. Just watch me talk. Like we were like, no, we're going to try to do what people are doing on the internet that aren't in ministry. What are they doing? Like they're making vlogs, they're making short yeah. videos, they're telling a story and they're making it fun and engaging. And so whenever we, like, if you ever search, if, if you search NLC live and you watch some of our videos on there, um, some of the, the main ones we do where it's Neil and I, where we go somewhere, not in the church. That was a rule from the beginning for our actual episodes. Hmm. We never film in the church. We go somewhere or we are going to something. We're trying to accomplish something or we're just, you know, a part of some event. And the first half of it, at least 30% of it, it's not any there. We're not, doing any ministry talk. We're joking. We're riffing. We're talking about what's going on. We're telling them what we're doing. We're trying to bowl, like we're doing something. And then we roll into the message and, you know, the best ones are when we can tie it in to the message. Other times it's like, all right, no, we're going to throw this at you and we're going to make references and we're going to throw in clips of the office. I've already talked about office once. I'm sorry for doing it twice. Um, I need to expand my, my world. Uh, we'll throw in clips of like a vine from five years ago that somebody might be watching us talk about Jesus and then one of us goes, yeah. And then we pop in a clip of that kid that bounced the basketball off his head and goes, yeah, off of Vine. Like, we're going to try to throw stuff in that's culturally relevant. 
And people are like, oh no, keep it in the church. If you do that, like if you just do what you've been doing in the church and make it comfortable for church people, you're never going to reach out to people outside of the church. You're just going to be insulary. Like it's going to be just this circular swirling toilet of, oh, we just talk to each other. Like throw it out there, see who can connect with, see if you can engage some people who might not be comfortable walking in church doors. I love, so it, love it. That's what we try to do. Now, using those clips from popular culture is something that you guys do on a regular basis. And I think that it does make the connection points. I've shown your videos to some other people and two, actually twice. Someone said, how do they actually source those clips? Is there, so let's just talk geek out a second um, as a sidebar. Is it just that you guys know those cultural references, you look it up or are there a search engines kind of like there are stock photography, et cetera, to pull in just like, you know, people now there's, you know, um, GIF engines, right? Whenever you're commenting searches, um, is that what you're using? How, how are you finding those cultural touch points? That's a great question. Uh, so as far as like using the reference, Neil and I are, um, we've been training our whole lives to reference movies and dumb pop culture stuff. And so I would say about 80% of the time when we make like a reference or a comment or do something, we're already in our head and know what yep. clip we want to put in. And sometimes we put the obvious one. Like if we make a quote, um, I'll go, wow. And then I'll know, oh, I'm going to put in Owen Wilson going, wow. Uh, like I'm going to put that in there. But then other times we'll like try to get like, well, what, what is it called? It's like, like off the main path and we'll throw in like some random Owen yeah. Wilson like moment that doesn't have anything to do with that. But we know it's a reference to Owen Wilson's also saying, wow. And so we'll do that about 20% of the time we'll make a quote or something, or we feel like we need to put a clip in and we'll search YouTube. Now, as far as copyright goes, and again, I'm not a lawyer, but as fair far use. as I understand, um, yeah, it's fair use. And especially you're okay. Like YouTube won't like hit on it if it's six seconds or less. And so we keep everything six seconds or less on the clips. And so we're, uh, well, six, we're I mean, honestly in video yeah. time, six seconds is a long time yeah. um, to convey something. So, um, yeah, just thanks for geeking out. Uh, I've had two friends that have actually asked me that. And I think that's, that's one of the, the geniuses about, um, your content is that you, you're constantly finding those little surprise and delight moments in the content where you're making the connection and those it's pop culture that I lived through growing up, you lived through growing up and, and then you have some shared experience and you're conveying it under six seconds at a time and making that connection. So there's a greater affinity between like, you get me, you, you had those pop culture moments that I did. Um, and it's just coming together. So I think that's, that's genius. Uh, uh, behind your content what what other hooks or do you think um approaches are, are is, is making your content successful and nlc live as well um is it is it that you always have to have um a respect for the medium and not just copy paste the 55 minute sermon from sunday and use it for church online uh, where do you stand on that one there, because there are people who uh, are now starting to think that, hey, you need to record a brand new sermon for Church Online, and it probably is either TED style or shorter because we're in YouTube land. Um, or do you cut up the, the, the hour sermon that your lead pastor typically gives on Sunday? Uh, where, do you, where do you stand on that? Is that okay? Is it not? Do, do we have to do something different? Uh, I don't think you have to. Uh, I vote all of the above. 
Like, I mean, if you can put out the full sermon, chop it up into micro content, mm-hmm. toss that out. Um, and I think all, yeah, I'm, like you said, you've got to be platform aware. So like, you don't want to stick a 45 minute video in IGTV, which I think they're limited to 10. I haven't tried, but I'm pretty sure uh, you don't want to stick like a 40. You would never want to stick a 45 minute video on IGTV because Instagram's not where you go to watch a 40 minute talk. Like I'm going to go to YouTube for that. And so it's like, and the platforms evolve like used to, um, we would go to like Netflix or TV to watch anything that was 20 minutes or longer. And YouTube was like, oh, that's where it's two minutes or, or less. Anything over two minutes is too long. And then Instagram was just photos. Then it's evolved. Now people will watch hour and a half documentaries on YouTube. They'll go, you're on YouTube TV to watch your actual television. Like we'll go in and watch videos. Most blogs are 10 to 30 minutes. Like yeah. what was it? Uh, when Shane Dawson did that Mind of Jake Paul series and on the finale, it was literally two dudes, Shane and Jake, talking to each other for an hour and 45 minutes for a YouTube video. That video hit 10 million views in three hours. Yeah. So we are no longer time restricted or attention like restricted on YouTube. It has now become, I can watch longer stuff. Now, is there a room for 30 second videos on YouTube? Absolutely. Um, but now Instagram's coming alive as our as our, you know, 20 second to five minute video place. And so like now we'll go in and watch in the feed, IGTV, that's where we watch it for those. And so those change. So I think you got to be platform aware, but if like the original question, I got a way off topic, but if you're making content, make everything you can as much as you and your team can make all of it, put the long one, put the short clips, make content just for YouTube, like put it all on there and see what connects with your audience and then keep making more of it. Let's talk about IG. IGTV just announced that they are backtracking and uh, now going to allow you to upload a horizontal video, which I started to do it again. I, I abandoned IGTV at the beginning um, after a couple of episodes because there's no traction. Um, that as well as allowing the preview clips to go into your main grid on, on, on Instagram proper um, has jumped my views on IGTV. Are you back on IGTV? What, what's your take on it? You know, is this something that churches need to hold off a little longer on or jump in and actually get into the waters now? Oh, no. Go in now. Like, now is the time. Anytime, like, okay, here's, here's the thing. And you know this. I'm just talking. Anytime a company wants to try to pull in a feature, like Instagram wanted longer videos. So they yeah. created IGTV and they made it separate. And that's where they messed up because everybody loves Instagram, but nobody was going to our IGTV videos. Yeah. We were doing deleted scenes, bonus clips. Here's a preview. Click it in IGTV, you know, and you can even put the links in the stories. We would get not very much views Nothing. on there. No, but when they, the game changer for them was to put it to where the first minute can be in your feed. The preview. We, I'm not kidding. It is minimum a video was getting 10 times the views it was on IGTV in the feed because that's where people are. Now, the reason I tell people it's not like get in now is because these companies, Instagram wants IGTV to catch on, be important and like start being like kind of replacing YouTube in some areas. So they're going to put a lot of emphasis in it. They're going to push people to it. They're, they're going to do the marketing for you up front. Whenever it's working and it's tried and true, they don't have to push your content to get people in front of it. Now's the time to start throwing it out there where it's early and people, the market's not saturated with people throwing stuff in there. So yeah, I'm full on in IGTV. 
as long as you post it in the feed first. Um, I think that's that's the game changer. And so I'm all in. And by the way, you were the first person I saw on Instagram post the horizontal video because what we've been doing is we'll 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 edit the video, put it on YouTube, and then we take it, adjust it, do the yep. the the long video, and then we'll adjust it to where it's the the portrait size. So it's like we'll blur out the top and yep. bottom, and watch for a minute, and then it pops into the full. I saw yours, and I was like, "It's allowing me to click the IGTV. It's horizontal." I did not know that. That's that's huge. That's a game changer. I'm still probably, personally, I'm probably still going to go portrait just because it gives me more real estate on their phone. Um, and so I'll probably do that. But I mean, I'm I think I might play around with throwing some horizontal in there and see, especially with like my my wedding videos. I do like I'll do like short videos. I could throw that on there, and it would take me a lot less time to edit that. Well, way. I think I think if you're if you're agile and your video team can do vertical video, you should you should again. It's respect the medium and the canvas that IGTV and Instagram has given us is vertical canvas. And so I think if, if you have that capability, then you respect it and you can get much more out of it. In fact, I bet you that their algorithms probably prefer vertical video than horizontal video, um, you know, just in the long run. And yeah. so, um, yeah, if you have that, if you don't, it's horizontal and I don't think you suffer much. Again, I've, I've been testing out in my grid. I have uh, six videos this last week that I put on and the, the views um, are tremendous. It's kind of weird because I, I've never had that experience before. I've only had 100, 200 views on an IGTV video now. And, then, and now, um, you know, they're getting traction. You're getting people that are, um, random people that you don't know. <laughs> Finally, it's kind of like, you know, it's legit because uh, it's not my grandma and her friends buying my lemonade at my lemonade stand, right? You actually have strangers yeah. coming by to the lemonade stand. And so um, it is a little bit surreal, but I wonder where it's going to go. I, you know, I personally think that this is something where you should actually take your entire pack catalog and, and load into IGTV um, because they have signaled it. It's, it's a huge investment. There's no way they're going to abandon IGTV, right? There's no way they're going to pull the plug on it. Um, okay. And so, yeah, I think you take advantage of it. And then I'm still waiting for voice search to come. I know um, Google has betaed the voice search. I don't know if you saw that, the beta engine, but basically they've taken political speeches. You can type in words for a phrase and they will serve up the YouTube video that has that phrase and then cue you up to that timestamp where that phrase is spoken. Um, and you can just imagine the back catalog that YouTube has now that's gonna eventually just go into the Google search engine. Um, that's gonna be huge when that goes through. That'll be incredible. Investing in video are gonna be rewarded for their investment. Let's go, I like that. <laughs> I like that. I got a lot of videos out on the internet, so that'd be dope. So, um, Last couple of thoughts because there's so much I want to talk with you today, but uh, let's let's keep this short for the, the people uh, tuning in for the first time. In terms of church online, where are you looking at for NLC online as the next step? Um, are, are you trying to figure out a different format? I'm assuming that you guys are not just um, looking at Facebook Live and saying that's the next thing. It seems like every Sunday when you wake up, Tons of churches are just doing straight Facebook lives and nothing else. Um, I'm assuming that it's some other direction that you guys are thinking about in terms of innovating in terms of the platform. Correct. Um, so 
Okay, so we kind of came in. We came in with a lot of ambition on it, but the problem was it was just Neil and myself, and it was like we didn't like, hey, let's stop what we're doing and just do this. Like we're editing at night, you know, and it was just it became a lot of work because especially when you put those clips in and you're editing down, you know, and we got a lot quicker at it. I mean, our early videos for a five minute video, we were putting in five, four, five, six hours per video yeah. because we weren't planning it well. Then like Neil's just phenomenal at all this stuff. And he's, he worked out a ton of ways where we could be um, more efficient in how we filmed and we were able to cut it down to now I can probably push out an episode an hour and a half to get a four to five minute video out. Um, and then we're actually, so, and we, we've just been talking about this, so this could change, but the last conversation we had is right now, we're trying to build layers. And so we kicked off a few weeks ago, Neil spoke at one of our campuses and talked about, just gave people a practical way to do quiet time. And he was like, look, here's what you do. You read the verse, read a couple translations, and then you look for these five things, you know? Um, and then he, he taught that practical devotional. And he said on NLC live, um, if you want, go there, we're going to be doing this. We'll throw the verse up. We want you guys to interact, build community. It had, our engagement numbers went way up. Whereas we were making a video, tossing it up and we get maybe a comment or two. Sometimes you get a bunch of people talking about something, but it's like people didn't feel like they were valuable in the conversation. Now they are because we're saying, here's what our opinion is. What do you think? We're actually making them a centerpiece. And so what we're doing is we're, and this could change, but what we're looking at is we're going to do a baseline of graphics. So every morning at five, we post a graphic that has, um, a, a verse in it. Then we're trying to build up a team of people to have every day, a couple hours later, there's a video Devo. That's just one take simple, like authentic, like, Hey, this is me talking to you about four to five minutes. This is what I think about this verse. I'm gonna read the verse to you. I'm going to tell you something I learned from it, something that um, I should be aware of, you know, all the different things, key points we look for. And then they pray for people and they're out. And so that's, we want to essentially make layers. So it's like first layer is graphics. Second layer are people connected to New Life Church that like a pastor here, you know, because we have 17 campuses. So it's like, we'd love a youth pastor from Hebrew Springs and a worship pastor from Fort Smith. And they take turns and they're posting once, you know, once a week, once a month, whatever. We just want them in the conversation. Right. They do the Devo on that verse. And then Neil and I kind of throw the icing on the cake with our videos that are more like, a lot more editing, a lot more work, a lot more like just a different energy. Um, but essentially we would have three layers to it. I, we call it, I think I was talking to Neil and I was like, the, the devos are, I said the, the graphics of the vegetables, the, uh, the video devos by them are the protein. And then we, we're the ice cream, we're the cinnamon roll right on top. And so that's what we're trying to do is build the layers to this meal. And then essentially not make this uh, Neil and Tyler, here's the Neil and Tyler show. We're making it a network for people to go in and do church on every level that we can online. And that's what we're working towards. That's the quotable quote of the episode. We are the cinnamon roll digital strategy for the next, the next yeah. chapter of church. Cinnabon icing. <laughs> well, uh, Tyler, thank you so much for hanging out today. I really hope that you are open to having us visit with you again in the future and touching on some other topics. There's so many other things I'd love to ask you about. Um, both on the YouTube side and on the church online side. Um, if someone was listening in today and wanted to get in touch with you or follow your stuff, um, can you drop us some of your um, you know, addresses on Digital Footprint? Where, you know, where do people look you up and get um, binge watch 
Tyler. Um, hey, that, that'd be too much, Tyler, for sure. Um, I would do uh, – I'm Tyler Tarver, T-A-R-V-E-R, V as in vampire, on everything. Um, so at Tyler Tarver, Instagram, YouTube, all that stuff. I've got two YouTube channels. Um, one is just education-focused, and I'm really pushing into it this summer. And then I've got another one that's more like family. It's got some education, but it's family, ministry, all that stuff on there. So if you just search Tyler Tarver on YouTube, I mean, I'm, I'm there. Like I've, uh, I'm not saying no other Tyler Tarvers will rise up and beat me on the internet, but if you search my name, it's pretty much just me. Uh, I feel sorry. There's a girl who runs cross country in Wisconsin named Tyler Tarver. She's doing great, but she did not get to all those social medias first. And there's a guy in jail in Florida, which I think from what I read in the newspaper, everybody in Florida is in jail. And so uh, I beat both of them. So if you need me, Tyler Tarver on everything. And NLC Live, we're on all your social media stuff too if you want to check us out. And, and to tease everybody, I was watching the um, car karaoke episode on Facebook, not on YouTube, um, which had gotten a couple thousand views, several thousand views. Um, is that your wife and your kids in the car with you? Yes, that is my wife and my two oldest kids. Our youngest wasn't born yet. And so that was that was about 80% of our current family. And we were trying to do, I think it was Adele. Hello. Yes, it was Adele. <laughs> and, uh, and it's like, Amanda and I are lip syncing. So that's what you were watching when you said, I texted you, you said you were watching lip sync. I thought you were watching like Jimmy Fallon. I was like, man. No, I'm watching Tyler dope. lip sync battle. Thanks, man. Uh, and my kid, we're trying to do this lip sync. And my kid's like, mommy, mommy, mommy. The whole time we're like, bro, be quiet. We're trying to do this video. But it was funny. It was great. Yeah, it was wonderful. Well, that's a hook. You, that's a tease. You must look up Tyler's Facebook page and watch. I think this video's gotten about 10,000 views. So it's not, um, it's not a, a, a little ditty. It actually is getting some traction. Um, the lipstick battle in the car with Tyler's family. Got to check it out. Um, and then, um, again, we'll have you back on the podcast uh, pretty soon. But thank you so much. Oh, and, and do a shout out for your um, NLC, NLC Online. How do... How do people visit and watch uh, your church online worship sessions? Oh, excellent. Um, at NLC Live, L-I-V-E. Check it out, Instagram. Uh, check it out on uh, YouTube and Facebook. Go there and uh, get connected, join the community, and do church online for real. <laughs> for real. The cinnamon, cinnamon bun way. Hey, I'm Kenny Chang, your co-host for Church Online Podcast. Um, we've got tons of great interviews just like this headed your way. Do us a favor, drop a comment below, uh, hit subscribe, tell a friend, and also let us know who else we should be interviewing because we are not the end all for Church Online. We want to learn just like you and be a part of the community just like you as well. So reach out to us, let us know who we should be adding to our interview list. And in the meantime, we'll, uh, we'll be here at Church Online Headquarters, figuring out the Church Online Cinnabon strategy with Tyler and the gang. Thanks for listening.